My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 177, Gentle Yoga for Letting Go of Deeper Tensions in the Body. So I learned about this interesting study years ago of using a tension and release technique for war veterans who had experienced PTSD. And they were trying to teach different meditation techniques to these veterans to find which one would be most helpful for them. And of course, these people who have experienced tremendous trauma and have possibly had major injuries themselves and major, major physical trauma and emotional and mental trauma as well. And sometimes in those situations, just like sitting down to meditate can make things worse because there's so much pain and tension physically, mentally, and emotionally that comes up that is in a healthy way kind of numbed out most of the time. So numbing out isn't always a problem especially when you're dealing with such intense trauma. So when you just sit down and face it head on, that can be a bit overwhelming. So that's why I don't always just teach people to just like sit down and meditate and just, you know, empty your mind, empty your thoughts, feel better now, right? Just let it go. Right? To say that is sort of negating their experience because it's not always that easy. And for these people who experience tremendous trauma like this, they found one of the more helpful techniques was not to just sit and just try to make it go away, but to actually go into the tension and intensify the tension. So physically tensing up the body, squeezing hands, feet, arms, legs, the whole body tensing up, then letting it go. So going into the tension, and this is something that's a little counterintuitive that I often teach in all of my approach to yoga is to go into those things. So without going too far on a tangent there, the main thing that I picked up from this study and understanding this approach was that rather than just trying to let go of tensions and just let it magically disappear, we can go into it and increase it. Then it can make it a bit easier to let it go. And they found that more effective for these people. So if they can work for people experience tremendous uh, trauma and stress and painful experiences, I think it can help us with our everyday sort of builds up buildups of tension uh, and things that sort of build up along the way as we go through our lives. And oftentimes these things are under the surface and we don't even know they're there. So uh, I was doing yoga for a few years and went to this body worker and she helped me realize that my hip flexors were way tighter than I realized. And I thought, how could this be? Because I, I do yoga all the time. I'm very flexible. Uh, but that's not, it's, that's too simplified, right? Just because we're doing yoga doesn't mean that we can really say that we're fully uh, tension-free or that because we are flexible in some poses doesn't mean that we're not holding tension in the body in some ways. And we can't always find those things uh, doing the obvious sort of poses. So one of the ways to approach that is something that I'll share in today's class, similar to what I learned from this uh, this sort of study of these people with these very difficult PTSD experiences. So to build up the tension, to go into it and then release it. It's very much working with how the muscles work at their best as well when we study anatomy and kinesiology and all this. And that's really how the muscles function to be able to release tension better is to go into it and to amplify it and intensify it. So how do we do that? Well, I'll share some ways in today's practice. And I share a bit about this in my new free guide. If you haven't checked it out already, it's really awesome at quietmind.yoga/poseguide. It's a video where I explain and walk through some of the more common poses that I teach and my approach to them. And some of the cues that I give, why I give them, how to find the alignment of the poses, how to find your unique expression of the poses, because we all have unique experiences and I don't know what's best for you. Nobody really can. You know what's best for you and I can do my best to be a guide and help point you in the direction and avoid injury and know the sort of optimal movement patterns that are true to all bodies as human beings. But ultimately, 
you know what's best for you, and I'll help you avoid those common mistakes and find your own unique alignment in the poses and ways to also progress them from beginner to intermediate to advanced if you desire and want to see progress in your flexibility, strength, and balance over time, that's at quietmind.yoga slash pose guide. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to tag me on Instagram at quietmind.yoga, share with a friend, and you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. All right. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoy today's practice. Let's get started. All right, let's uh, let's get started. I'm gonna turn the lights down, and you can take the next minute or so to transition into laying down or sitting, whatever is comfortable for you. Uh, so have the next minute or so to settle into the practice. So we'll start either sitting or lying down, just bringing your energy, your attention, your breath, your awareness to this moment right now, noticing how you're feeling to start your practice. So I used to work a lot with teaching kids, uh, yoga, meditation, mindfulness stuff. Um, I don't do that as much anymore, but I used to, I spend a lot of time doing that and mindfulness with kids. And a lot of the ways I learned to teach them are actually very helpful to me and helpful to how I teach adults too, because you know we're all just big kids. Uh, so one of the really cool techniques I was looking at my old notes and uh, remembered how I would teach this way of teaching kids to understand their emotions. And it's, it's a little hard to, you know, to get a grasp on that as a, as a young kid and all these emotions just kind of flooding through you all the time. Uh, but the way I, I found to teach them that was really effective was to think of like your hand like your emotions. And you can feel with your hand, you can make a fist with your hand and you can squeeze it up really tight and you can create anger with your fist. You can feel tense and angry. You can even squeeze your fist now and feel that tension build up there. And then you can let it go. You can open your palms up and just feel that tension release from the hands. And again, you can tighten it up and you can, again, let it go. Uh, so there's this, a way that we can sort of look at our hand or notice our hand or feel the hand that the hand can tighten, the hand can relax. And it's not as easy to do that with the mind, but we can observe the mind in the same way. So the mind can feel anxious, afraid, angry, tense, frustrated, all these things can come up uh, and all those things will also pass over time. Just like our hand is not always balled up in a fist, our mind, our emotions, our energy is not always uh, hung up on uh, anger or frustration or fear or overwhelm. Uh, it changes, it's always changing. So we have this ability to observe the emotions just like we can observe the body. Uh, so I'll, I'll invite you throughout the practice today to just practice that observing and that ability to let go when you need to. And because we're adults, I'll use a bigger word from the Sanskrit uh, yoga teachings of aparigraha, which means non-grasping. And that's a big part of the yoga practice, of practicing non-grasping. So we can hold on to things when we need to, but we're not attached to them, we're not stuck with them. We can let them go when we need to, physically, energetically, emotionally. So let's start by uh, just coming down to the back if you're not there already. Just hug your knees in and rock a little bit side to side on the back. As we go through the practice, noticing if there's any of those areas that are tense or holding on or grasping that don't necessarily need to, and that ability to not grasp, to let go when you need to. Sometimes it's easier to access than other times. Uh, we're not trying to make anything happen, but if we want to, if your body's ready and receptive, allowing that space for that letting go where it's available in your body today. Hold outside of the feet for happy baby pose. You can rock side to side. You could extend one leg at a time. Always doing what feels good for you.
And then bring the soles of your feet together down to the mat. So your knees are apart, feet are together in Supta Baddha Konasana, supine bound angle. Your hands can just rest on the belly or arms overhead if that feels good on the low back. And this is a very receptive, almost vulnerable position where your body is very much open in the whole front of the body. Uh, just noticing how that feels, if there is any areas of tension still holding on in the belly, the chest, the shoulders, the inner hips tend to get pretty tight for a lot of us. That's all okay, just noticing what's there and allowing space if it wants to change or relax or if you need to move, that's totally fine. But holding here a few breaths to start our practice in this slightly more receptive, open posture. The goal of yoga meditation is never to eliminate emotions, to, to never feel anything. That's not the goal at all. It's just to be with what is there and know that things will change and things will come and things will go. And uh, we don't have to be stuck in a feeling or stuck in a position in our lives. Uh, things are always changing. And we'll start to bring the knees back into the body and rock a little bit side to side and over to one side to come up to hands and knees. And we'll have the blanket under the knees so you can come to hands and knees and make any movements that feel good here, forward, back, all around. And we'll move into a cat cow. So as you inhale, extending the spine, lifting the tail and chin. As you exhale, rounding the back, tucking the pelvis and chin in. A few times with your breath, forward and back. Inhaling cow, exhaling cat. Next time you come to the cat pose, we'll stay there, rounding the back. And you can even curl in more, creating more tension, compression in the body as you round and move the hands towards the knees. Maybe even the head towards the knees and the hands onto the heels, the bottoms of the feet to round the back into rabbit pose. Otherwise, just moving in that general direction, letting the front of the body compress, contract a lot. Very similar to the balled up fists that you made, the, the front of the body contracting, curling in here. And then letting it go. It's coming back to the hands and knees. And we'll go the opposite direction. Like when you open your hand out, so have the arms extend forward, hips stay over the knees as you lower the forehead down towards the ground. So your hips are right over the knees and the chest sinks down towards the floor. Feeling that sort of expansion after that big contraction. Keep everything the same. Just walk your hands to your left into a side bend. So you let your left side shorten, right side lengthens. You can crawl your right fingertips out, lengthening more. And then slowly come back to the center, to the other side. Same thing, just letting your right side shorten so your left side can lengthen. Another way to think of this with working with kids too is just watching nature, because nature always moves in cycles of expansion and contraction. And we do that with our bodies here as well. We'll come back to center. And again, one more time, both sides lengthen in that first position, arms forward, forehead and chest towards the ground. Both sides getting a little bit longer from those side bends. And then we'll come back to hands and knees and back to downward facing dog, easing into down dog. You bend one knee at a time, listen to your body.
forward to the plank pose, shoulders over the wrist. You can have your knees down for this or knees lifted. Hold and breathe here. You can be on forearms as well if that works better on the hands and shoulders. So we're starting to activate the front of the body, a little bit of contraction of the front of the body. And let all that release down to the belly. Move your blanket to the side if it's still there. So you're just on your mat on the belly. Hands are under the shoulders, elbows in alongside the ribs. And just lift your head off the ground. And you feel your, uh, your multifidi activate these deep spinal muscles that go from the tail to the back of the neck. Lift your hands off the ground, shoulder blades together, activating some of the bigger muscles of the back. Lift your feet, point the toes, and slightly bend the knees. You're activating the whole back of the leg, the calf, hamstrings, glutes. Hold and breathe here and look. So your palms, uh, your arms can reach back now with palms facing down. And that activates the triceps. So the whole back of the body contracting a little bit. The front of the body is opening, a little expansion in the front of the body. And then let that release. Relax down to your belly. Just turn the head to one side. Feel the tension fade out of the back. And back to hands and knees, to a child's pose. It's a gentle stretch to the back of the body. You can go to down dog instead if you want something more active, but just holding in child's pose otherwise. I'm just noticing in your own body, there has to be these, these balancing, this balance of uh, contraction and expansion, right? So that right now your front of your body is contracted, but the back of the body is a little bit stretching, a little contract, a little expansive. And I think the same thing emotionally happens too. There, there's times where we have big highs and things go really well. But I think just as much there has to be times when we, there's lows and things aren't going as well. And that contrast sort of makes life interesting and gives us perspective. Uh, and we just can't always be on a high. Also, not always going to be in a low. So if you are experiencing challenges now, this, as you can probably think back in your own life, there's been so many times when there have been highs too. And there's always these cycles, these, this, this balance of the two. Come back to hands and knees to down dog. This is a little bit bigger stretch to the back of the body, a little more uh, lengthening through the back. Forward to the plank pose again, shoulders over wrists. And again, you can modify that with knees down or elbows down. But some activation here of the front of the body, a little bit of uh, activating, strengthening. And if you want a little more challenge to that, you could lift one leg off the floor and switch to the other leg and both legs at the same time <laughs> uh, I, I did the yoga already today i don't need to demonstrate and then slowly come all the way down all right and then uh, again to the locust pose so hands under shoulders elbows in and just lift your head off the ground and then the hands off the ground, and then the legs, and reach your arms back, palms face down, activating triceps, back of the legs, just a slight bend in the knees, so the whole back of the body, a little more engaged. And then release down, and back to either the child's pose or down dog. A little bit less time here, just sort of feeling that ability to release. Always have the ability to activate and deactivate when we need to. And back to down dog for all of us. To look between the hands and walk forward to the front of the mat to forward fold. And knees can bend here. Just going to hang out in this forward fold at the front of the mat. Any version of this that feels good. But for all of us, let the neck relax. Let your head kind of be pulled down by gravity. So you're letting go of effort in the neck and shoulders. You can hold opposite elbows if you want. You can grab onto the legs if you want. 
And just notice the quality of this shape in your bodies, contracted, containing energy, sort of um, introspective, bringing energy in. And then slowly roll up the spine to stand, head comes up last, one vertebrae at a time, rising up. And then have your arms reach up overhead, sort of like a V shape. And a little bit of extension in the spine. You might even lift the chin and the chest slightly. If you're lightheaded, just go slower. But sort of the opposite shape. So just feel the, the expansion, the bigness of this posture, taking up space and the energetic quality of that. And then we'll bend the elbows here, shoulder blades down the back. And slowly release the arms down beside you. Reach the arms up overhead and catch the left wrist into a side bend to your right. Let your right side shorten. And here you can add a little rotation down towards the ground if you want or towards the ceiling. And any variations, so you might bring your right arm down the leg, your left hand to your neck. So whatever feels good here. And then over to the other side, same thing. Let your left rib shorten so your right side can lengthen and any variation of this to get there. And back up both arms lengthen, reaching through the ring fingers like you're trying to press your fingers towards the ceiling. Feet are about hips width apart and bend in the knees any amount. Maybe towards a chair pose. Your pelvis is not too much rounding or arching in your low backs, but somewhere kind of neutral there where it feels like no pain in your low back. You can always come up higher to alleviate that too. And then we'll all just come back up to stand, reach up, and lower the arms down. Let's bring your hands to your waist and step your left foot back into a high lunge. So all 10 toes point forward. And the closer the feet, the less intense, the more distance, the more intense this is. Now you can stay there with the hands on the waist or W shape with the arms or V shape. Oops, sorry. <laughs> And if you if you raise your arms up and your upper shoulders feel a little tight, just do the W or hands on waist to take some of that stress off the upper traps. And from here, we'll all bring the hands to the heart, and, or sorry, hands to the waist, and step forward to the front of the mat. Other side, right foot steps back. The longer stride, the more challenging this gets, but find where it feels right for you. All 10 toes, all the joints pointing straight ahead. And then any arm variation here. It's a little bit of balance, a little strength, a little flexibility. And then we'll come back up to stand, hands to the waist. To warrior two, so now your left foot steps back and opens out to the left. So your left foot's like a 45 degree angle or so. Heel to heel or heel to arch, alignment with the feet. And your front knee bends towards the front middle toes. Arms open out into a T, shoulder blades down and together on the back. So your uh, right hand is reaching past the right toes. And again, the longer the stride, the more challenging this gets. Generally, you want the right knee over the ankle. When you get the bones stacked, it makes the muscles have to work a lot less, uh, a lot less stress in the muscles. And then from here, we'll turn the palms up and reach back for a reverse warrior, lengthening through the ribs. Straighten your front knee to go further back, more length. Hinge at the right hip into a triangle. So hand on the thigh or the shin. Your left hand can be wrapped around the back or open towards the ceiling.
You just want to make sure your left shoulder head is not sticking forward at all. So if it is, just reach, don't reach as far back with your left arm. Always leading the rotation of your spine with the ribs and your arm just follows that. And then we'll come back to warrior two. And then back up to the front of the mat, hands in the waist. Right foot steps back, same thing to the other side. So again, heel to heel or heel to arch alignment with the feet. Front knee presses towards the front middle toes. And the left hand reaches past the left knee. Gaze over the left middle fingers. Very good. Hold and breathe here. Right? These, you might notice just mentally this kind of sharpens the mind and the senses. Makes it a little challenging to think about other stuff because so you're really present and focused on the aspects of the posture. Notice your breath. Palms turn up. Reverse warrior. Reach back. Lengthening through the left ribs. Straighten your front knee to go further back, create a length through your whole left side, and keep as much of that length as you can as you hinge at the left hip to triangle pose. Left hand comes to the thigh or shin or inside the ankle. Right arm reaches up or wraps around the back. Back to warrior two. And back up to standing, hands on the waist. From here, we'll shift the weight into the right foot and let the left toes turn out to the left. And you start with your foot on the ankle or move it up to your calf for tree pose or up to the thigh. And your left knee is opening out to the left. Hands can stay at the waist, move to the heart, or to a V-shape overhead. Focus your gaze at a single spot, and if you feel a little wobbly, you can use a wall to balance, or just, just start slower. And the higher up you go on the leg, the more challenging this gets. And slowly lower back down to standing for tree pose on the other side. Same thing. Your right uh, toes point out to the right. Start there. Move up to the ankle, the calf, or the thigh. Hands to the waist, to the heart, or overhead. And focus the eyes at a single spot. And then slowly release. And we'll come back to standing and reach the arms up overhead and create a little bit of a back bend here, looking up towards the ceiling, extending the spine, and then slowly fold all the way down to the standing forward fold. Again, knees can bend, let the head hang down. So again, to this more contracted, contained posture, rounding in, let your neck release here. And we'll come down to hands and knees with the blanket under the knees. Just a little more balance here. We'll have the right leg extend straight back and lift the leg up to parallel to the floor. You might just stay right there or left arm reaches forward up alongside the ear. Again, focus the gaze at a single spot. And steady breath. And just embodying this contraction, expansion, this tensing up and releasing thing again. We'll do a little movement here. So as you exhale, you'll bring your elbow to the knee like cat pose, rounding your back. As you inhale, you'll extend out back to the balance. 
So you exhale, elbow to knee. Inhale, expand out. A couple of times, just like that. And then release back to hands and knees, back to your child's pose. Hips towards the heels. You can have the knees wide apart if that feels good. And just feel the sense of stillness after the movement, the stability after the balancing, the imbalance. Noticing if anywhere in your body has started to grasp or tense up, that could soften here. Often the, usually we have our own areas, you know, your shoulders, your calves, your belly. Everybody has different areas of their body, the hips that tend to tighten up a lot. Just noticing that and allowing space for it to soften if it's ready to. And then we'll come back up to the hands and knees and to the other side, your left leg reaches back. And you could stay right there or right arm reaches forward as well. Yeah, and if your shoulder's a little tight with the arm, with your right arm, you just don't even have to reach it forward. Just having it off the floor itself is pretty challenging to the balance. And that will start to move as you exhale, elbow to knee. As you inhale, expand out. Doesn't matter how big the movement is, just that you feel some level of contraction and expansion, tension and release. Grasping and non-grasping. And then we'll release all that back to the child's pose. And we'll come back to hands and knees. Bring the hands wider apart onto the wood floor so you can go a little left to right in the shoulders, side to side. And adding any movements that feel good with this. Maybe holding in spots that are a little more tight. And back to the center. Back to the hands and knees and bring your right knee forward and sit down onto your right hip. So your left knee bends behind you in this version of pigeon pose that we've done recently. Your left knee bent, your right leg to 90 degrees. So your shin is parallel to the front edge of your mat. Your right thigh parallel to the side of your mat. So this 90 degree angle with the shin allows us to activate the external rotators. So your right leg is pressing down into the floor while you fold over the leg down to maybe one elbow or both elbows, maybe down to stacking the hands and resting the head there. You can control, you have a lot of control over how deep the stretch is, how much you activate the muscles, how much you stretch, building strength and flexibility here. And we'll stay about a minute or so. No, just the right one, it's pressing down. Some of the area, some of the muscles in the body are harder to activate than like your fists. Your fists are very easy to, to contract. Uh, maybe like your biceps are easy to contract. But some things like the outer hips like this, like your external rotators, your piriformis, it's a little harder to activate, but this is a great way to do it. So you can, your leg can press into the ground. Uh, so you 
again, get that quality of activating so you can deactivate. Very important that the mind-muscle connection is there, that there's a neurological pathway. Your brain can feel the muscle and have control of it. And then it can really work on letting go of tension when it builds up and building strength when it's weak. Slowly transition from here to the other side. We'll do the same thing, the left leg forward. Left leg to 90 degrees, so you can activate the outer left hip by pressing it down. Same time, folding over the leg. We'll stay about a minute in silence on this side. And start to come back up to bring the soles of the feet together in the seated bound angle posture. And with this one, we're, we'll do a similar thing. We'll contract the knees. We'll squeeze the knees together. Again, kind of like squeezing your fist. Squeeze your knees together and resist it with your forearms. So your forearms are pressing out, but at the same time, your knees are squeezing in. It's creating a contraction, a little resistance there in the inner thighs adductors. And keeping that contraction, just slowly let the knees open. You're pressing the knees open from that contracted state, releasing that tension slowly. And we'll do that a couple of times. So knees squeeze together and then slowly press them open, going from contracted to stretched. And one more time, squeeze the knees in, contracted to slowly stretching, opening the knees apart. Now you could stay here in some version of the knees open and use a little, just a little pressure down with the forearms can help with the, the legs opening. Uh, but if, you, if you're feeling a little tight here, you can stay with that active version, a little bit of squeezing the knees together and pressing down. Sometimes that can help relieve that tension over time. Let that go and just come to cross-legged or any other comfortable sitting position. You can have your blanket under your hips for a little support there, right under your tail. That feels good for you. And we'll shift our focus up to the shoulders. So shoulders shrug up towards the ears and slowly roll down the back. So we'll do that a couple of times at your own pace of shrugging up, contracting the shoulders and slowly lowering, releasing. If you're going in a circle in one way, you go the other way with the circle. A couple more times, contracting and releasing the upper traps. And next time you lift your shoulders towards the ears, we'll hold there and squeeze shoulders towards the ears, contracting and maintaining that tension in the shoulders. And then slowly release arms down. Walk your uh, left hand out to the left on your floor on the mat and let your head lean to the right and just move a little bit around here. You don't want to directly like pull on a, on the the traps and the shoulder here. 
So just a little bit of moving around, just gently easing into a stretch. Your jaw just hanging open. And we'll go to center again and walk the right hand out to the right. Head leans to the left. You might feel a pretty strong stretch in some areas. That's okay, as long as it doesn't feel painful or like a really big pull. Just kind of easing into the stretch here. This area can be kind of sensitive and resistant to stretching. And slowly back to center. And one more time, shoulders, both shoulders shrug up towards the ears, tensing, holding that tension now. Just breathing here. And slowly let it go. And move the neck all around any way that feels good. Jaw relaxed. All around in the neck. Moving a little less stiff, a little more free in the neck. And then back to center. And come down to your back with knees in. Rocking side to side. And let your feet down to the floor, knees bend, feet on the floor, setting up like bridge pose. However, bring the left foot to the right hand, but you're under the right thigh, under the right leg. So getting into the quadriceps, the front of the thigh, and your left knee lowers towards the floor. So your right hand is holding the left foot. And you could stay just like that if you feel any pain in your left knee at all, any sensation in your knee, that's not a good thing. So we want to support that by having a blanket under the knee if you feel anything there. But if you don't feel anything in the knee, you're fine. You can just stay there without the blanket. And if you want to add on to this, bring your right knee in to the left hand. And let that knee move out to the right a little bit to intensify the stretch. And we'll slowly release and switch sides. We've done a little bit for every major area of the body, all the spinal movements, except for twists. So we'll finish with a couple of twists here. So we'll come back to center and uh, setting up for the bridge pose again. But move your, from that position, just lift your hips up over to the right and bring your knees in to the left. And arms open out to a T or goal post. You can stack the legs, you can cross the legs, whatever feels good for you. Just turn the head away from the knees. So the whole spine is in a little bit of a rotation. And then we'll go back to center to the other side, same thing.
back to center to release the legs down. If there's any last movements you want to do before Shavasana, do that. Uh, when you're ready, we'll have about five minutes to rest in stillness. Now, if you're if you're ready to just stay and rest, that's totally fine. Just stay there. Uh, otherwise, we'll do these last three times. We'll just do a little contract and release of the whole body. So again, practicing this letting go, this ability to grasp and, and then not grasp. So tensing up the feet, the hands, the arms, the legs. Let your whole body start to tense up, the face, everything contracting as best you can. And then with your next exhale, just let it all go. Releasing that tension in the hands, legs, arms. Do that two more times. Tensing up from the hands, the feet, the arms, and legs. The whole body contracted. And next inhale, hold the breath in. And with your exhale, let it all go. And one more time. Tensing everything up. Contracting, squeezing, grasping, gripping, tensing. And then with your next exhale, just let it all go. Non-grasping, releasing. And then start to move the fingers and toes, hands and feet, 
arms and legs, eventually coming over to one side, and then back up to sitting when you're ready. And we'll just take a moment to close the practice, the comfortable seated posture, hands together at the heart, to bow the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you all for practicing today. Namaste.